What would you do if you were new to a country, accused falsely, and had to remain in detention for nine months? Dr. Butler interviews Krista Helbega as she shares her faith and how she overcame those obstacles to become a media influencer and entrepreneur. Next on a Moments of Grace podcast. This is your host, Dr. Adrian Butler, and welcome to A Moment of Grace. Happy that you're here with us on today. You know, one of the wonderful uh, things that we have in life is that things are always flowing. Uh, we'll ebb and flow. Things will get hard. Things will get easy. There's ups, there's downs. It, it isn't as important, important about how you waddle in when you're down, but how you get up. And sometimes when life throws things at us, uh, we go into depression, we go into places of anxiety, we sometimes curl into a ball. But, but there are those few individuals, and I think we all have that in us, where we can get up and start over. N no matter how bad it looks, no matter how hard or tough it might be, it's in each and every one of us. This show is about you always looking at the positive that is in you. You know, that is our motto. Success is on purpose. You can do it. I, I know that you can do it. And with everything that's going on in the world, we need to be encouraged. My guest today is one of those encouraging people that's going to share her story with us. And I pray that you are inspired by her story. In fact, I know you will be. Um, she's from Cameroon, has been here in the States for about eight years, and a story will not only have you mesmerized, but a story will encourage you. And I'd like to welcome Christia Biga with us here on Moments of Grace. Welcome, Christia. Thank you so much, Dr. Jerome. It's Christelle. You asked Christelle, me to slap there you, you so go. I told you I'd mess it up. <laughs> I told you I'd mess it up. <laughs> well, I well, you know, we we've got a chance to know each other in the green room for a few moments, but share with the audience a little bit about yourself if you don't mind. Yes, I'm Christelle Bigger. I am the founder and CEO of Exposure Maven, which is an agency that helps heart-centered entrepreneurs you know, get on shows where they can impact as many people as possible. So I am originally from Cameroon, as you can hear from my accent, probably you, you were wondering where I'm from. I'm from Cameroon, and that's in Africa for those of our listeners who missed their geography lessons. <laughs> and <laughs> so as you were sharing, yes, I moved in here in 2015, December 31st, to be exact, because that's an important moment. We're probably going to talk about it later. And my journey to the United States to today wasn't just, uh, you know, it wasn't a smooth ride, to, to say the least. I came for the American dream and it almost turned into a nightmare. So I'm happy that I'm standing, I'm sitting here today with you having this conversation and having a chance to share my story. And as you can see, hopefully inspire one person, at least one person to feel encouraged and not give up on themselves because there is always light at the end of the tunnel. There is, there is. And I feel your story is going to encourage more than, than one person because uh, 
we we all need that today. There's so much negative going on. We need something positive that's going to affect our lives. So you said, you know, eight years ago, you you came to the states for this 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 American dream. Um, tell us a little bit about Cameroon, about where you come from that would spark you to leave your country, the place that you grew up to come to America. Yes, Cameroon is a beautiful country that is in West Central Africa. And interestingly enough, the city I was born in was right by the ocean. So probably that's why I'm in LA because I'm, I'm, I'm used to being <laughs> not too far from the ocean. Right. And yes, I, I'm the last born of a big family. My mom had eight kids. We are seven now, but I'm the last born and I'm a big dreamer to say the least. But okay. uh, when I say I came for the American dream, maybe it's important for me to share with the listeners what that American dream was. I remember growing up back home when I was still a little girl, sometimes I would be walking on the street, meet complete strangers and, and simply wonder, is this person happy? Mm. And that question was really heavy in my heart. And I would stop myself and say, but Christelle, why do you care? You don't even know this person. Right. And then in my late teens, I started noticing, you know, people like Rihanna, who was really big for my generation, right. Oprah. And I was seeing the influence he had in the world. And I remember going to bed sometimes thinking, I wish I had that level of influence. That will be in my way to, that would make it so much easier for me to actually make a difference in people's lives, help them be happier. Because again, it was such a burden in my heart and I couldn't explain why. And I was, uh, you know, doing some TV, some radio back home, having some fun. But again, it was just, I just felt like I couldn't, from where I was, make the impact that I was longing to make. So I bought into the American dream. <laughs> they said, anyone can become anything in the U.S. And I said, okay, I guess that's where I need to be. So that's when I decided to move to the United States where I had no family or friends when I was coming here. Wow. I could even barely speak English. Mm. So yeah, to, to be, you know, more in detailed, I, my interview to apply for my visa, I did it in French because I couldn't have the interview in English, but I got the visa and I came and I thought, okay, that would be it. Landing here was enough, but it wasn't. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, so you, as a little girl and, and you, um, Crystal, um, what what intrigues me about you uh, and your American dream was not wanting the riches, the fame, but looking how celebrities affected how others felt um, is what I hear from you more so than the fame and the fortune and everything else. Am, am I am I reading you right? Yes, you are reading it absolutely correct. So for me, the visibility and then the, the exposure for me was. Um, channel to access thousands of people at a time that's what I was seeing because again I don't sing so I'm not the next Rihanna promise right. <laughs> so, so I was just seeing the influence that they could have especially for example Rihanna as I said for my generation she would change her hairstyle and every all the girls my age will do the same yeah. hairstyle right. so I was just looking at those things and thinking if I had that level of influence, I will use it actually to make people's lives better. Not to say they are gifted and talent or, you know, is people having great time. I love Rihanna's songs, but it wasn't right. for me about the fame, but it was 
for me to see that when you have that level of exposure, you can actually impact people's lives. Because I don't even know if Rihanna knows Cameroon, but she right. was impacting young girls over there. So that's what I was seeing there. When you have that level of exposure, you have access to people's lives that maybe you don't know, but you can actually impact their lives. And I was thinking, well, she's influencing my generation to change their hairstyle, but I want actually to make a tr- help people be happier. Right. impact their lives in that deeper level so that's what that dream was for me not just not the, the bling bling but what i could do with that right. well you know the the there's an old saying that if you um make people happy then um happiness will follow you so and i truly believe that and and that's a wonderful dream to have so now i was born here and i've traveled um used to do mission trips in 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 africa and things of nature and I think we um, here in the States get a uh, propagandized version of what Africa is. Africa's is absolutely <laughs> beautiful. The people are- Don't even get um, me started on yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> Africa's beautiful. The people are absolutely amazing. Um, food is, is, is great and everything. Um, but for you to come to America, because you said you were doing some radio and some TV in Cameroon, so how was that going for you? Were you doing modeling or, or how would you how, how were you coming into uh, and, and doing that in your environment, in your country? So really, uh, as I was saying, I was doing TV. I was hosting okay. some TV shows okay. and then uh, a talk show. And I even had started my own program on TV. I was also doing radio. So it was really a place where I was, you know, doing a bunch of things. And I even had a small company that was doing event planning. Okay. And um, so, yeah, I had a few things going on, which gotcha. is, uh, which just gave me a chance to, that's probably what allowed me to think of Oprah, right? Because gotcha. I was doing TV thinking, right. okay, this, because again, I wasn't a big famous, you know, person in Cameroon, but people right. recognize me on the street, right? Gotcha. And and that, that's why I was able to see the power of media. Mm-hmm. I was able to see that actually people pay attention or for some reason, take you more seriously when they see you on TV or hear you on radio. so that's also why i love podcasting because you don't know who's listening and and you don't know who you're going to affect 100 percent. you know i I have people you're not going to believe this my third largest audience is in ireland (laughs) that's my third largest audience is in ireland it just blows my mind is the the think that 20 or 30 thousand people in ireland are actually listening to the show and will probably listen to the show uh uh, in the broadcast so you're right you never know who's listening you never know the impact you have in people's lives and uh and what's going on what i like to do is to uh crystal is to take a a small break and when we bring you back i want you to share with us because you ran into some issues after you got here uh guess what your visa but you'll explain all that as we move forward okay Yes. Wonderful, wonderful. We're talking with Christelle Beagle. Is that right? I want to make sure I got it right. You got Christelle right. Beagle still needs some work. Beagle still, still, <laughs> still needs some work. <laughs> and she, she's sharing with us her story, uh, how as a little girl, she was influenced by the Oprah's and the Rihanna's of the world to uh, make an impact in the world. And when we come back, we want to talk a little bit more about her story because Understand, like I said earlier, we all appeared here for a purpose. Don't allow anybody to tell you you have no reason to smile. You have no reason to have joy. 
We all do. And one thing I've learned, one thing I learned and something that she said is so important. One thing I've learned, if I can make others smile, then eventually that smile becomes infectious even for me. And so when we come back, we're going to continue talking with her on her story. We'll be right back after these messages. Stand by. Dr. A. Jerome and Crystal Butler are the senior directors and chief executive officers of the Grace Project Homes Incorporated announced that their initiative to address the national homeless crisis would hold their annual donors appreciation dinner and gala in Augusta, Georgia for the third year in a row. The keynote speaker is District 1, City Commissioner Mr. Jordan Johnson. Mr. Johnson, who has addressed the homeless issues in Augusta, appears to be a great candidate for this event since the homeless issue is in line with the core of his platform. The Grace Project Donors Appreciation will be held at Reconcile Christian Ministries, 2030 Lumpkin Road in Augusta, Georgia. The pastors are Bishop-elect Ricky and Pastor Francis Kidd. This is the second year the ministry has opened its doors to the Grace Project annual event. There will be four recipients of the Presidential Volunteer Award recognized at the At the Donors Appreciation Celebration. Again, the celebration will be Saturday, March 23, 2024 at 3 p.m. at Reconcile Christian Ministries, 2030 Lumpkin Road, Augusta, Georgia. This gala is free, but the space is limited, so you can RSVP at Eventbrite or on our website at www.graceprojecthomes.com. Thank you in advance from the Grace Project. Have a day of grace. So we're back. And as you heard in the commercial, you know, this, this show, this podcast, my life revolves around helping homeless people. You know, the Grace Project, um, we give and refurbish homes uh, to the homeless. The homeless epidemic in, in America is out of control. Um, you know, we're we're just, we're one family, my board of directors and myself, and we're trying to affect one family at a time. You know, with the projects that we have going on right now, we still need your help. If you're not subscribing to the show, in fact, 100%, of what you give to the show does not go in Dr. Butler's pocket. 100% of what you give goes to the Grace Project, helping some, helping a family that might be homeless to get in a home that they can call their own and start a legacy that will be generational. We're about changing generations, not just changing people's lives for the moment, changing generations. And guess what? With, 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 when you subscribe to this show or if you give to the Grace Project, you have an opportunity to affect those lives. Now, we just started something, Veterans Day. It's called a Hall of Heroes uh, for a donation of $25 or more. Uh, if you have a loved one that have served in the military, look, I know that our show is international. So if you have a loved one that served in the military in whatever country, um, by you can get their, their picture, a uh, little bit about them, and we will put them in the Hall of Heroes for a donation of $25. And again, because our ministry is, is affecting families and veterans, then you're going to help some veteran that might be homeless or some family that might be homeless. And uh, again, we wanna thank you in advance for what you do for the Grace Project. Now, I wanna get back to having my discussion. I'm gonna mess it up again. 
Crystal Biga. <laughs> Good job. All Look right. <laughs> All right. We got it. I get it. Hey, now I'm not saying it anymore now. Okay. So that's just, I don't want to come back and mess it up. <laughs> yeah. But before we went on break, you were sharing with us, you know, this, this positive attitude that you have, this, this presence that you have and, and uh, coming here to America to, to, uh, to harness the American dream, to find the American dream and become a part of it. So share with us. So now you, you've, you've come here from Cameroon uh, and, and share with us that journey and I think you had a little run in with authorities. So share with us how all that occurred and, and what happened when you, had you ever been to the States before? No, that was my first trip ever to the States. And okay. yes, as I, as I mentioned earlier, I could barely speak English at the time, had no family or friends here. And I landed here December 31st, 2015. You got my visa. So I think, okay, I did everything right. I'm, I'm allowed to be here. And then I get arrested by an immigration officer who accused me of coming here to work as a prostitute. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. So <laughs> okay. I couldn't believe it was true until they, hand, they put handcuffs on me. Then I was like, okay, this is not a joke. This is not a movie. I'm actually right. get, being arrested. So, so now where were you up, living at the time? Where, what's, what's, what state were you living in at the time? I left from Douala, Cameroon, straight to Los Angeles. To LA, gotcha. Yes, okay. so I landed okay. at LAX. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. And yes, so I was arrested because for some reason he said he th he thought I was coming here to work as a prostitute. Wow. So yeah, so I ended up uh, in a detention center where I spent nine months before winning my case. Now sometimes people ask me, why did you spend nine months? It wasn't a sentence, right? Mm -hmm. I could have at any moment signed a deportation paper and go back home. Right. 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 But I didn't because, and that's why I want us to have this conversation because sometimes in life you start something and you you have big plans for, for yourself. Maybe it's the business you're starting out and you have, you think, okay, because I have a good business plan, because maybe I have a mentor, maybe I have the funds, everything should work. Right. Everything right. should, you know, work as planned. Exactly. But life happens because I also thought I checked all the boxes. I thought having a visa was enough. But I was arrested regardless, and I ended up in a detention center. Mm -hmm. And when you find yourself in those moments where life slaps you in the face, right. you, are a, you, you have really two options. You give up or you keep going. As I mentioned, I didn't have to spend nine months in that detention center. I could have signed a deportation paper from day one. And just go back to the comfort of my family, of my, you know, hometown where everybody, you know, was happy to see me, right. not treated like a criminal. But I didn't. Mm -hmm. Because my vision or my dream was bigger than the, the challenge that I was going through. Was it easy? It wasn't. Probably cried in that space more than I've ever cried my whole entire <laughs> life. <laughs> I can imagine. But every day I had to make that decision. To either stay and defend myself. Or go back right. to either go for the you know face the challenge or go for the easy route, which was just go back. Go back. Right. I had to make that decision every day, and I think that's a decision that in life in general we have to make every day because mm. life is not easy. <laughs> it's not, and every day we have to make hard decisions, that's and true. it really starts with oh, sometimes we want to ask other people what to do, what they think, as much as they want to be supportive and they give them give us their perspective. The decision really comes down to us. Exactly. 
So I had to make that decision for myself every single day to stay and keep fighting or go back. And it took nine months, nine months before I was able to win. Why? Because every time I will go to court, the judge will ask me one simple question. Do you have a lawyer? No, I don't. Okay. He will give me, they will give me a list of pro bono lawyers. Go try to get a lawyer and come back next month. Mm -hmm. That was what was going on for nine months. And finally, probably he was got tired of seeing me there. He said, okay, today we're going to open your case. And I finally had a chance to defend myself and I won. So you defended yourself. So you were yes. proceeding. You, you didn't yes. have an attorney and, and mm -mm. anything. You, no. you know, it says a lot. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy you're, you're hitting on this because oftentimes we are hit with those choices. And you said every all the boxes were checked. You you know I, I know where I want to go. I know what I, where I have to go, and whether it is and I don't know what your faith is. It really doesn't matter. Uh, whether it is circumstance, whether it is uh, spiritual forces, outside forces, there's always going to be something that is going to be a stumbling block. That that's just life. Like I said earlier, you know we're going to have those highs and those lows, those 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 moments of ecstasy as well as those times of of filling down so we're going to go through that um and you didn't take the the easy road you, you didn't take the easy road the easy road would have been to say man i'm i'm going back to the house you know forget this list <laughs> you know <laughs> i checked all the boxes thus far but you know forget this and then to be in detention uh for nine months share with us the conditions in in the in the detention center if you don't mind and then we'll move on yes definitely it wasn't easy but really what i want to highlight is the value of human connections and that's why i really think this this type of conversations are important because we are nothing without each other exactly. and in that place i met people that didn't know me i didn't know them but they were they were standing by me it was rough, as I mentioned, you know, it, it's really, I've never been in jail before, but it, it, you're in jail, right? right they they wake right. you up at 5 a.m. to count you, make sure you didn't disappear in the night. Right. They tell you at what time you can shower, for how long you can stay in the shower. They give you, what, two hours a day to take some fresh air outside. The rest of the time you're locked up in, in the room. And it was a, a common room. We had a bunch of bed bunks inside. And sometimes some officers, when they come to check on you guys, they don't even call you by your name. They call you by your bunk number. Bunk number. So it was traumatic for me to, to sometimes I'll ask to myself, so I'm not even a person anymore. I'm just a number. Because they would come here and just say number forty-two, and you have to know. Dehumanized, right? Yeah. So, so it was it was a tough experience. But then again, I will remember because they would wake you up at five a.m. to go have breakfast. I mean, in my real life, I don't eat at five a.m. I don't know if I bought anyone else, but and it's not they don't bring you breakfast. You have to walk to the chow hall, and during winter it's cold. Remember, I mentioned I came here in December, so it was during winter time. So it was cold, and sometimes. I just had those little things and I hope this will help a listener. Sometimes you are in those situations where you feel like I have no power, I have no control over the situation, but I had those little things that I would do to remind myself that I'm not that powerless. That's so right. one of the things that I used to do, it was to get, you know, to not get up every day because you didn't have to go have breakfast. So after they counted us, I would say, you know what? I will go back to sleep. They have your own choice. Because 
Yes, yeah. I will not yeah. go at eat at 5 a.m. because in my day-to-day -day life, before being here, I don't eat breakfast at 5 a.m. So I don't want, I just wanted to take that power back for a second. You just feel right. like, here, yeah, I'm, I'm not eating at 5 a.m. because you decide to feed me at 5 a.m. Right. So that was, that was didn't, it didn't mean anything to them, but for mm -hmm. me, it was important. Exactly. To have those little pieces of freedom back, right. just to remind myself that, yes, um, I don't have much freedom. I can do whatever I want. I can't even wear my clothes, mm -hmm. but at least I can make this decision to sleep in. Wow. And those little wow. things can help be helpful because even for your mental health, sometimes you're in those tough situations, you have to find a space in your mind to to find the, 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 to know that okay i still have a choice some way somehow That's right. i still have the power over myself right. over my right. own life right i can decide for this little thing even if it's meaningless for the rest of the world for me it means something thank you thank you beautiful 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 and but you endured that and you came through that um Something that you said, and I wrote down about you checking all the boxes. I really, really love that. Um, that you have a um, a direction that you're going in. And sometimes those roadblocks, those mountains, those obstacles get in our way. And it's something I said some time ago, is when obstacles get in your way, you can ask for strength to climb the mountain. You can ask for wisdom to go around the mountain or guidance to go around the mountain or, or ask for the power to go through the mountain, but you need to go forward. And that's exactly what you did, whether it was going over, whether it was going around or going under or going through, that's what you did. And so that's what we have to do. And we have to do it, I feel, with a sense of grace and purpose. If we can go through these things with a sense of grace and purpose, um, we don't lose our humanity. We don't lose our love and connection with others. Because I think when we are going through so many things, the first thing we, we do is we say that I'm in it all alone. And we're not, you know, you didn't come here alone. <laughs> you know, you, you know, you came through a woman, you know, so we didn't come here alone. So that, that sense of purpose and connection has to be there. And uh, uh, it's a blessing that you found that in those nine months with with those people. So now after the nine months, share with us what has been going on with you. And then we're going to have to get out of here. We're going to end up uh, 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 bringing our interview to, to an end. So share with us your business and how you ended up getting where you are now after nine months of, of detention and and, um, and coming from Cameroon, not even understanding English because you speak very well. So, so you, you. So, so it lets us know very intelligent lady that is that's very well spoken. So share with us how you got from there to where you are now. Yes. So when I left from there, as you can imagine, I was traumatized. So I didn't even want to talk about it. I didn't even want people to know about it. And I felt a lot of shame, even though I didn't do anything wrong. Right, and that's sometimes right. what happens. We are victim of situations, but we carry shame around it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's hard to talk about it. And it's okay to not talk about it until you are healed. Interestingly enough, the first job that I got after I left the detention center was at LAX. Yes, the exact okay. same airport. Yeah. And I, I worked there for a few years. And it was a great job. It was a great uh, opportunity. And in less than a year, I became a manager, which okay. was never seen in the company. But uh, in 2019, I decided to start a coaching business and I 
you decided to use speaking and getting on podcasts to promote the business. Okay. So 2020 hit, if you have any memory of 2020. Yeah. In April of or May or in 2020, I'm on a podcast and I didn't plan to share that story. I didn't even know I was ready to share it because mm-hmm. again, you want to share your story when you are healed. Right. I didn't know I was at that place yet, but I wanna, I'm on a podcast and that's why I love podcasting so much. And I found myself sharing that story in the middle of the pandemic. Right. And the feedback that I got from that interview just made me use that story today as a signature story because it was just a perfect timing. I think you mentioned God earlier. She knows, he knew at that moment people needed to hear it. People right. were losing their livelihood, exactly. their families, their, right. everything, everybody was scared. So I was able to tell people, listen, life happens and it's not always fun. That's but right. if you only you don't give up, there is light at the end of the tunnel. So I used my story to tell them, listen, I went through all these things. I didn't see them coming, but because I didn't give up, I'm here today. So that became a message that I had, I had feedback from people sharing, sharing how they were being encouraged by that at that specific moment because it was so timely. And that's why today with my agency, to answer your question, I'm really passionate about getting people that I believe have something, have a message for the world, have something that can help people improve their relationships, their mental health, their finances, their health, anything. And they are really, they have it in their heart to help people. My passion, my vision is to get them on podcasts because I saw the power of podcasts. I remember my little girl, she wants to see people happy. So if I, you know, you're an expert and you have it at heart to improve people's lives, I want to put you on those podcasts. So that's what I do today with uh, Exposure Maven as an agency. I offer that done for you service for heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to make a big impact in the world, just like I was dreaming of doing so when I was coming here. And I'm so happy that with podcasts, it's possible. It's possible. You mentioned you have people listening to you in Irish. You don't even know their reality, but you're you're making a difference in their lives. That's why they're listening. So if you, you are listening to this, I believe you have something that can change someone's life. If you have a business sometimes like, well, can I get clients out of it? You probably will. But the end goal is really to have in your heart to make an impact. And if that's your goal, I really invite you to get on podcast because you will have thousands of people listening. Will thousands of them become your clients? Probably not. But you will have that in your mind, in your soul that I impacted thousands of people's lives. Some of them maybe will not remember my name tomorrow, but I hope my story will make a difference for them. Some of them will not even remember where they heard me, but I hope they will remember one thing that I said that will help them move forward just a little bit. And that's enough. That's right. There you go. There you go. Well, uh, if you don't mind, Christelle, share with us how people can get in contact with you, uh, your contact information, I always ask my guests, don't give us any um, personal phone numbers, because again, we are all, <laughs> all over the world. We're in a strange time. And so the last thing I want is some, somebody to, you know, call your, your cell phone, uh, you know, with, with bad intentions. So if you have a business number and any other way people can get in contact with you, please share that. And also, if you don't mind, send us your, your information. Everything will be in the podcast note, guys. Uh, if you will reach out to her, she's going to give us her information. So if you don't mind, give us that for us, please. Yes, absolutely. No phone number. I, I agree there with you. you. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find me on any social platform, Christelle Biga, the same name everywhere. 
you can DM me there to just share with me, you know, what stood out with uh, during this conversation. Because again, we are here for you. And then other the other way to reach out is to go to my website, exposuremaven.com. And when you go there, you will have a chance to, you know, sign up for a free workshop that I offer every Wednesday where I teach people how to get on podcasts. Because again, we, we spoke about it and the importance of doing that. And the, or the third way, I will have a gift for your listeners because I'm telling people, get on podcasts. I need to share, give them something to support. <laughs> so I have a list of 100 plus, and I say 100 plus because that list gets updated daily, 100 plus contact list of top tier podcasts that you can use to start reaching out, start, you know, pitching yourself. If you believe you, you are here to make a difference in the world, that list will help you have somewhere to start and know exactly which type of shows you can reach out to to get there and have your message heard by hundreds of thousands of people around the world so that's my gift for your listeners and i hope they will find it valuable thank you i'm sure they will i'm sure they will well i i, I find your story valuable and, and very intriguing and uh, thank you so much for coming and sharing your story it has been such a such a pleasure do me one more favor share with us one more time uh how people can get in contact Again, you can find me on any social platform, Crystal Bigger. And you can also go on my website, exposuremaven.com. You can also download the free free gift that I have for you today, where you have a list of 100 plus podcasts that you can start pitching yourself to right away to start sharing your message to millions of people around the world. Crystal, thank you so much for being here with us on Moments of Grace. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Well, you know, the the beautiful thing is whether you're coming from uh, the Middle East, Africa, whether you're in the States, um, we all have a story to tell. We, we've all gone through something. Um, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm a little uh, snotty-nosed kid from New York City, and, and I've had kids, grandkids, and and I've had an opportunity to travel the world. I've had an opportunity to write um, books. You know, I'm not one of those people that'll tell you I've re- written bestsellers. I haven't, but I've written books that have impacted people's lives. And so it lets us know, no matter how small it is, you can always make an impact. And, and what I love so much is if just like the Bible talks about a mustard seed, how small it is that it becomes one of the largest plants that's in the garden. It becomes hardy. And sometimes the smallest things that you go through can have such the greatest impact in other people's lives. And so I want to encourage you, get in contact with Crystal and and uh, um, take a, take advantage of the gifts that she has for you and let her know, you know, you're getting that gift because you are a listener of Moments of Grace podcast with the, with the phenomenal host, Dr. Adrian. Oh, <laughs> reach out to her let her know that you you're uh, reaching out to her because you heard her on moments of grace podcast and guys remember as i always say you know i love you and you can't do anything about it remember to love god love life keep the light on we'll see you next time here on moments of grace take care you can contact her by the particulars on the screen